Greetings from St Bride's Church, Fleet Street, here in the very heart of the City of London. We're delighted that you're tuning into this podcast during this season of Lent. Do please leave a comment or a like and tell us where you're listening from. It's always good to hear from you. And if you would like to donate to help support these online services, you'll find details of how to do so in the accompanying text. And now, may the light and peace of Christ be with us all as our worship begins. I welcome you very warmly to St Bride's to our service of choral evensong on this, the first Sunday of Lent. We're delighted that you're able to join us online for this service. Beloved, we are come together in the presence of Almighty God and of the whole company of heaven to offer unto him, through our Lord Jesus Christ, our worship and praise and thanksgiving to make confession of our sins, to pray as well for others as for ourselves, that we may know more truly the greatness of God's love 
and show forth in our lives the fruits of his grace, and to ask on behalf of all men such things as their well-being doth require. Wherefore, let us kneel now and humbly confess our sins to Almighty God. Let us pray. Almighty and most merciful Father, we have erred and strayed from thy ways like lost sheep. We have followed too much the devices and desires of our own hearts. We have offended against thy holy laws. We have left undone those things which we ought to have done, and we have done those things which we ought not to have done, and there is no health in us. But thou, O Lord, have mercy upon us, miserable offenders. Spare thou them, O God, which confess their faults. Restore thou them that are penitent, according to thy promises declared unto mankind. In Christ Jesus our Lord. And grant, O most merciful Father, for his sake, that we may hereafter live a godly, righteous, and sober life. To the glory of thy holy name. Amen. May the Almighty and merciful Lord grant unto you pardon and remission of all your sins, time for amendment of life, and the grace and comfort of the Holy Spirit. Amen.
The Old Testament lesson is written in the book of the prophet Jonah, chapter 3, beginning at the first verse. And the word of the Lord came unto Jonah the second time, saying, Arise, go unto Nineveh, that great city, and preach unto it the preaching that I bid thee. So Jonah arose and went unto Nineveh, according to the word of the Lord. Now Nineveh was an exceeding great city of three days' journey. And Jonah began to enter into the city a day's journey, and he cried and said, Yet forty days, and Nineveh should be overthrown. So the people of Nineveh believed God, and proclaimed a fast, and put on sackcloth, from the greatest of them even to the least of them. For word came unto the king of Nineveh, and he arose from his throne, and he laid his robe from him, and covered him with sackcloth, and sat in ashes. And he caused it to be proclaimed and published through Nineveh by the decree of the king and his nobles, saying, Let neither man nor beast, herd nor flock, taste anything. Let them not feed nor drink water. But let man and beast be covered with sackcloth, and cry mightily unto God, Yea, let them turn every one from his evil way, and from the violence that is in their hands. Who can tell if God will turn and repent, and turn away from his fierce anger, that we perish not? And God saw their works, and they turned from their evil way. And God repented of the evil that he had said that he would do unto them. And he did it not. This is the word of the Lord.
The New Testament lesson is written in the Gospel according to Luke, chapter 18, beginning at the ninth verse. And he spake this parable unto certain which trusted in themselves that they were righteous and despised others. Two men went up into the temple to pray, one a Pharisee and the other a publican. The Pharisee stood and prayed thus with himself, God, I thank thee that I am not as other men are, extortioners, unjust, adulterers, or even as this publican. I fast twice in the week, I give tithes of all that I possess. And the publican, standing afar off, would not lift up so much as his eyes unto heaven, but smote upon his breast, saying, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. I tell you, this man went down to his house justified, rather than the other, for every one that exalteth himself shall be abased, and he that humbleth himself shall be exalted. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, 
was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sitteth on the right hand of God, the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Almighty God, whose Son, Jesus Christ, did fast forty days in the wilderness and was tempted as we are, yet without sin, 
Give us grace to discipline ourselves in obedience to thy spirit. And as thou knowest our weakness, so may we know thy power to save. Through Jesus Christ, thy Son, our Lord, who liveth and reigneth with thee in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. O God, from whom all holy desires, all good counsels, and all just works do proceed, give unto thy servants that peace which the world cannot give, that both our hearts may be set to obey thy commandments, and also that by thee, we being defended from the fear of our enemies, may pass our time in rest and quietness, through the merits of Jesus Christ, our Saviour. Amen. Lighten our darkness, we beseech thee, O Lord, and by thy great mercy, Defend us from all perils and dangers of this night, for the love of thy only Son, our Saviour, Jesus Christ. Amen.
In the name of the living God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. In many of the world's religions, deserts are places where those seeking spiritual wisdom have traveled in pursuit of enlightenment or to deepen their sense of self-knowledge. And of course, during Lent, we are invited to participate in our own different ways in the sojourn that Jesus himself had for 40 days in the Judean wilderness at the very start of his ministry. But for those of us who live in the middle of a great city and who will have no choice but to spend the season of Lent within it, that raises interesting questions about how we can recreate or get in touch with that kind of desert experience. Certainly, it is possible, even here in the very heart of the city of London. Indeed, the Italian writer on spirituality, Carlo Coretto, went so far as to say, we must create a desert in the heart of crowded places for that very reason. One clergyman who has reflected deeply on such themes, who is also a near neighbour of ours just down the road here at St Martin in the Fields, is the Anglican priest Richard Carter. He not only writes about the city as a context in which we can deepen and develop our spiritual roots, he also reflects on the role of the church within that. Writing back in 2019, at a time when we were facing profound challenges, albeit pre-pandemic and pre-the current Ukraine conflict, in his book, The City is My Monastery, A Contemporary Rule of Life, he wrote this. The city, more than ever, is in need of God's love. The city is God's, just as much as the hills and valleys, perhaps even more so, for it is filled to bursting with those made in God's image, and among them many in poverty, in whom we are told Christ is especially present. St. Martin in the Fields discovered its narrative in the horror of the First World War. It became a place of belonging, the place that the dispossessed could call home, the place they, they learnt again of the love of God after the horror of the trenches. Now, in the crisis our world faces, a crisis of identity and belonging, a crisis where, once again, people both fear the violence in our midst and want to turn inwards and return to a national identity that does not exist, is it not now more than ever that we must reimagine the kingdom of God, a kingdom truly worth living for? Is it now that the church with the open door for all is needed, a place of discovery and hope, offering prayers for our city and nation, a church at the heart and on the edge. He continues, I sense within myself more than ever, not the need to do more, but actually to be more still. 
the need for the monastic values in the centre of the city, for sacred space, for people to come and replenish tired, stressful or simply busy lives, to provide space for silence, to become an oasis of the spirit, not simply to be managers organising resources and events, but those who seek God, to be men and women of contemplation and prayer, who know their utter dependence on God's grace, those who believe that God is incarnated in our lives and whose vocation is to make a place and a space for that presence. How can I or others do this? How can we do it without being depleted or running dry? The good news is that we do not do this. We simply prepare the space for God to be with us. We create a sacred space, a Nazareth in the centre of the city, the pattern that allows us to be present. Richard Carter then describes the kind of discipline which he defines, interestingly enough, as a kind of deeper listening that can help to allow the river of God's love to flow. He identifies the following precepts as part of this. Live more prayerfully. Live more holistically. Live more slowly. Live more gently with others and with self. Live with more space for silence and solitude. Live generously and hospitably. Live with an attentiveness to God, to creation and to neighbour. Live with a greater recognition of God in all things. Learn from the community of others. Rediscover a poverty of spirit that lets go of ambition and self-interest and look for Christ where he was found during his life, on the edge, among the lost. Rediscover the gift of peace at the very centre of all that you do. Somewhere within the very heart of all of this is a way into that desert experience that is the true essence of Lent, an experience that is not about self-denial for the sake of it, but rather a way of discovering what living is truly about by relinquishing all the things that quite simply get in the way of that. Lent is not simply a challenge. It is also an opportunity and a gift. And thanks be to God for that.
Let us pray. Lord Jesus, for 40 days you fasted and were tested to your core. Give your church the faith to set aside all that masks the spiritual struggles within. Help us to worship you with all our heart and soul and strength. We pray today for the Anglican Church of Korea and for Peter Kiyongko Lee, Archbishop and Bishop of Seoul, and for the church in Karlstad in Sweden, and for Sorin Delevi, Bishop. We pray also for the Westminster St. Marlebone Deanery, for Claire Dowding, Area Dean, and for the Deanery Synod and its staff for retired priests in the two cities area. We ask for your blessing on the leaders of all your holy churches, and especially on Justin and Stephen, our archbishops, Sarah, our bishop, and Alison, our rector. We pray for all who serve this community of St. Bride. Lord, in thy mercy, hear our prayer. Lord Jesus, in the wilderness, you went without securities and confronted your fears. Give to the nations courage to put away the politics of suspicion and panic. Protect us from all that seeks to divide and exploit the vulnerable. We continue to pray, especially at this time, for the peoples of Ukraine and Russia we pray for a laying down of arms. We ask also for your blessing on our government and our Queen. We pray for the leaders of every nation. Lord, in thy mercy, hear our prayer. Lord Jesus, you placed yourself at the mercy of hunger and weakness. Give to the satisfied concern and compassion for those who are not sure of their next meal. Preserve us from gluttony and excessive living. We pray for food banks in this city and this nation. We pray for those who live on our streets and those who bring them relief. We continue to pray also for refugees. And we pray for journalists around the world. Lord, in thy mercy, hear our prayer. Lord Jesus, you endured the dry places and the discomfort of stones for your bed. Give to all who feel their life is parched the refreshment of your living stream. Bring us to trust in your mercy. We ask for your blessing on all who suffer in body, in mind or in spirit. Remembering before you especially any that we know to be in need at this time 
and those in our parish community in this city and around the world who are in need. Lord, in thy mercy, hear our prayer. Lord Jesus, alone you became at one with the Father and the Spirit. Be with us as that we may enter the silence of your eternity. We remember before you all the recently departed and those whose year's mind comes at this time. Rest eternal grant unto them, O Lord, let light perpetual shine upon them. As we call on your name, bring us to your salvation. Lord, in thy mercy, hear our prayer. We commend ourselves and all for whom we have prayed to the mercy and protection of God. Merciful Father, accept these prayers for the sake of thy Son, our Saviour Jesus Christ. Amen.
The peace of God, which passeth all understanding, keep your hearts and minds in the knowledge and love of God and of his Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. And the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit be amongst you and remain with you always.